Welcome back, everybody, to a new and very different episode of Bon Voyage. I'm Rob. I'm Adam. Should we do the whole funny, not funny, I'm a tour guide, you're a first-time traveler? People know us by now. <laughs> yeah, they're familiar. <laughs> and we're cranky because things, yeah, we're not doing this anymore as we originally intended, where we get together, catch up a little bit, then watch the movie together and come back and record. We are, as you can probably hear, doing this remotely because where we are had a surge in COVID cases. So we are no longer allowed to be in the same uh, domicile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're testing out this remote recording stuff. It should be fine. It should be fine. Honestly, the worst, well, I don't edit this, so it's not a big deal for me. Uh, the worst part is not watching the movies together. It's a very different experience. So mm. we might still, we're going to keep the webcam on and, you know, hold each other accountable, make sure we're still watching it. And if something comes up, we can, like, we're going to mute each other probably, maybe text a bit or yeah. something. But anyway, no, there's nothing we can do about it. And as far as uh, suffering goes through COVID, this is pretty minimum or minimal. Yeah, yeah, there's much. We're very, very privileged. Yeah. We cannot complain about this. Funnily enough, though, it came right after we decided to take a week off because we had watched the first seven one week after the other. You were suffering a little bond fatigue, Hmm. and I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want you to get soured. So we took a week off, and then this happened. So it's been over two weeks since we've done one, I think. Getting close to three. Yeah, since we watched a movie. Yeah, I haven't seen a Bond movie in feels like forever. Yeah, no kidding. So. The last one was Dr. No. We're doing From Rush With Love today. Uh, yeah, it's been hard for me, actually. I don't know if it's just because, like, I have gone through periods of my life where I go months without watching one, obviously. But I think it's because mm-hmm. I was just so in the groove one a week that I've almost cheated on you several times. Skyfall yeah, has yeah. just been screaming my name on the weekends. <laughs> Late at night, I've had a couple <laughs> drinks, and man, it's been hard mm-hmm. to not turn it on. Even I almost, no kidding, went back to like Goldfinger or because I don't want to break mm. this order that we've created. So I don't want to yeah. like jump to Skyfall because like I said, I really want to see it after seeing all of his other missions. Um, mm. So instead of that, I've almost gone back to either Goldfinger or even Live and Let Die, <laughs> which was like a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say I've missed the Bond movies as much as you had. It's been... Nice. You know, I watched other movies and stuff. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, just yesterday, I watched The Matrix. Oh, that was cool. Had you seen it? Yeah. Uh, as a kid. That's not that's a long awesome. time. I went through those again just last winter. Mm-hmm. I love The Matrix. Are the sequels worth it? What is it? Reloaded and Revolutions? Yeah. I mean, the first mm-hmm. one is definitely... It could have just been that. But Reloaded's yeah. cool. You know how you didn't like the uh, boat chase? Live and Let Die went on a little long? Yeah. Man, buckle up for 40 plus minutes of no dialogue just fighting in in both of them uh especially the last one but yeah there's this really long elaborate action scene in reloaded that starts out in like some uh restaurant and it goes to the freeway and it's it's awesome i mean it it looks cool as shit it was awesome in the theater but it's long and like you know in the marvel era that we're in where we are just uh it's an embarrassment of riches with special effects it doesn't really stand out anymore like you don't notice how cool it is because it's not new anymore we're so used to these kind of things like it it blew you away in the theater back in 2002 or three when it came out yeah Yeah, the matrix definitely defined a lot of stuff i mean but yeah it's funny you bring up the action thing because in it i noticed like oh this is a cool movie and then there's just a bunch of shooting for like 40 minutes for <laughs> yeah. the whole second half and it was but, but this isn't a this isn't a matrix podcast true. so we should I, hey you know me i can talk about anything forever but it, it was innovated in a way unlike bond bond does all practical effects they uh, ushered in the cg mm-hmm. stuff they were ahead of the game as far as that goes so it's a very different thing which now mm-hmm. everybody does and better yeah. arguably I started uh, Tenet today, but I got like oh. too little sleep and uh, was going to be watching from Russia with Love later. And I was just like, I, I can't handle this. I only got to the intro. It was like 10 minutes before the title came up and my mind was already bent a little bit. So I just stopped. <laughs> I've heard that movie's good. Yeah. I mean, Chris Nolan, usually pretty consistent. So from Russia with Love, I forget where we... Uh, Oh, we're supposed to do our plugs, man. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, which is at 007 Bon Voyage, I think. Yeah. I hope it's so. on our. If you're listening to this, look down at your phone, look at the description. They're all there. Same as the email. Mm. It's either 
Yeah, it's 007 Bon Voyage because Bon Voyage was taken and Bon Voyage 007 was taken. So follow us there, answer us. Uh, Rob asked lots of questions like what's your favorite henchman or what do you think of Kananga blowing up like a balloon, you know? (laughs) Yes, Uh, be a part of the conversation and send some critiques. Oh yeah, we could talk about that. I finally listened to an episode because I'm like, (laughs) I'm a snobby actor who doesn't like to watch his own movies that's me podcasting i hate listening to myself i mean nobody likes the sound of their own voice very few people i I hear that's very common but man there i have a lot of notes for myself that i'm gonna try to keep in check (laughs) (laughs) so i have notes for myself if you guys have any notes for me feel free to send them in you do have some good catchphrases yeah like why am i so obsessed about staying on track it's so silly just Mm. That's, yeah. that's not what this is. There's no friggin' rules. <laughs> we created this thing. Yeah, there's no yeah. ref or anything. <laughs> no, you know, there's no, uh, there's no well-trodden path that we need to follow. No, like, there's ex- no train tracks. Exactly. And We're off-roading. Uh, some of the best conversations, so the one I listened to was Goldfinger, and I've listened to some of the Live and Let Die one. Like, some of the best parts of our conversations are when we go off track. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm going to try to keep that in check. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live in a structureless world, which is hilarious because I hate rules and shit. <laughs> yeah, but you want to create your own. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's all about control, man. So we're continuing uh, with Spectre movies. So this is a year after Dr. No. This is 1963's From Russia With Love. He has another encounter with Spectre. Do you have any uh, thoughts before we go into it? Um, Another Sean Connery? I don't think I have any thoughts, really. I, I liked Dr. No. I think I liked him more than Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. I love Dr. No. So so I think it'll be good. You know, I don't, um, I don't feel too strongly one way or the other right now. I'll say that this one, when I was a kid, I did not like. I could never get through it. It was too slow. Then it was my absolute favorite through most of my 20s. And now it has landed solidly around between three and six consistently. It's uh, okay. it's still one of my favorites. It's definitely top tier, but it's not my absolute favorite for sure. It's not usually top three. It's usually around four or five now. So how many did Sean Connery do? Six? Six, yeah. Okay. First five and then the seventh. Mm-hmm. Lazenby in between? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So we'll be halfway through Connery's after this. What have we done? Yes, exactly. Goldfinger, Dr. No from Russia with Love. In my opinion, the by far the best three. His other three, not so good. One, one is pretty good. I really like You Only Live Twice, but I'm not a Thunderball fan or definitely not a Diamonds Are Forever fan. But All right. We've got some really fun ones coming up, like more of the silly ones. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah we've done a lot of good ones. And uh, it was funny listening to the intro for Dr. No where we talk about the recap, all the... Like the similarities with these freaking movies that when mm-hmm. I just watch them a few months apart or more casually, not actually paying such attention, how similar they are, like all yeah. the heroin. Oh, yeah. And uh, how it's always an independent, like either a media mogul or uh, a titan of industry or Spectre trying to create a war between the major uh, countries. Mm-hmm. This is another one where it's another Spectre, again, trying to create a conflict between East and West. From Russia with Love is another one of those. <laughs> a friend and listener of the pod mentioned that it's kind of just like watching the same movie over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it is a little yeah. bit. Some of them are just exact. You, Yeah, we haven't even yeah. gotten into some of them. Yeah, like Thunderball and Spy Who Loved Me are basically the same. Not Thunder, uh, You Only Live Twice. Anyway, we'll get to that. It is interesting though, because so I had a bit of Bond fatigue. We've had some time off. I've had more time to reflect. The hype has died down a bit. And I'm coming back to, you know, I think I mentioned in one of the first episodes that I I like to find value in going deep into stuff and like in the way that this is watching the same movie over and over (laughs) again, it does mean you can focus on details and differences and and get value out of it that way. Because I'm not, I'm still not wowed by like Bond, like I'm not like a Bond fan per se like i'm watching these movies and yeah. i'm talking about them and stuff but i'm not like a you know you're still I'm not a muggle for the... <laughs> yeah and an, and an insane person apparently <laughs> insane person i mean how could this guy i mean we've watched so many great missions already 
no, that's fair. That's a part of this experiment, right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I wonder, I do wonder how you'll feel at the end of all of these. Yeah. And that'll be a fun conversation about whether we do a season two. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Even if, you know, I'm not like totally, I'm not like in love with Bond by the end, you know, come Skyfall or No Time to Die. It's, I will have spent a lot of time <laughs> watching all of the Bond movies and talking about them. Like, and that will never be erased for me. Right, know? right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of it for sure. And this movie, very much, I love this one. It's been I haven't watched this since my birthday last year, so it's been over a year since I've seen this one. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited. Okay, and I've never seen it. And you've never seen as it as per yeah. usual. <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon. See you guys. Bye. Yeah, so we're back. We're back. How'd you do watching by yourself before we get into it? <laughs> I it was actually nice yeah? in a way. Yeah. It, it like it was in one way more relaxed cuz I'm just watching a movie by myself. Sure. And in another way it was more serious cuz we weren't like hanging out and doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot less casual. It's a bit more like work. A little bit. But I'm like, if this was my job, like if this was my day job, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, it'd be pretty fucking awesome. But I found I took even more notes than usual. It looks like an essay. Then I just stopped. Yeah. (laughs) I have, uh, I did this on the back of my Dr. No notes where like I can show you, obviously the podcast can't hear this, but like there's like almost nothing for Dr. No. Yeah. And then this, this one is just like the whole page is like full. I mean, I had to do the summary too that's awesome mine aren't that detailed here's mine it's mostly the summary oh yeah you're gonna do that well all right before you get into that how are you feeling about it did it make sense to you it's funny that i was just saying like i'm not a bond fan like i'm tired and jaded because i really liked it yeah man this is such (laughs) a good one i'm so happy with it yeah i remember why it was my favorite i think it's my favorite so far oh wow that's i'm Uh, I'm so happy to hear that Yeah. Although it's funny, this is the first time that it made complete sense to me. Like it's a really, except for one thing, uh, except for Tanya a little bit, but otherwise it's super, it's airtight. It makes complete sense if you're really paying attention. Unlike some of them, you know, like we talked about in Goldfinger, how it's pretty easy to follow, but you got to really suspend disbelief or whatever. This one, not so much. It's pretty easy to follow. Everything kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It just it actually makes sense. Yeah, more yeah, or less. It's just a great spy flick. I was worried because at the beginning I missed a bit of Number One's monologue, mm-hmm. and I I tried to go back, but I didn't go back far enough. And I was like, "Is that? Am I gonna understand <laughs> still?" But it, I I did. Right. Yeah, right. Like I didn't. It wasn't even that important. I think if you did have any questions after you're done your summary or as we go through it, I'll be able to fill in blanks this time. There were a lot of like a lot of the stuff in Istanbul. I didn't really understand when I was watching this as a kid, or even in the last few years, how he would get from A to B. Like, why are they all of a sudden out of that gypsy camp, and why are they? Yeah. Why are the Russians and British actually at each other? But I finally, I think, caught it all this time, and it does actually completely make sense. My uh, the only thing I had for a first thought, independent of just the movie itself, how cool it is to see going from Dr. No to this one and knowing where we're headed. I'm really happy with the order we're doing it to watch. Like Spectre was really heavy in this one. Spectre Island and number one and number three and their training grounds and all that. It's really cool. Yeah, very Spectre heavy. Yeah, which I like. So you're going to go for the uh, summary? All right, I'll try and do a summary. I tried to break it up into larger chunks so we could make it a little shorter. Nice. So the pre-title sequence, we have Spectre training in a hedge maze trying to catch uh, someone disguised as Sean Connery Bond. Yeah. That's cool. After the title, we open up to a chess competition. It's a Spectre agent. And then we get a monologue from number one. Basically, the whole first big chunk of the movie is just intro. It's like, all right, we got number one. We got number three. We got number five. So number three... Uh, Rose and Bread, Rosa Kleb. <laughs> She's like, works for Spectre, but is 
still kind of head of Soviet stuff. Smirsh. Or appears so. Smirsh. And the number five guy, he's just a Czech chess player agent. He's like a weird savant of some kind. He, I don't know, reckons himself some kind of a genius. He's like, of mm. course, everything would have gone to plan. I, I planned it. I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird Maybe guy. Maybe at chess. Yeah, exactly. And then we get um, Rosa Klebb goes to Spectre Island, picks picks out a henchman, the cream of the crop. Mr. Red Grant. Yeah. And then we see Tanya in Istanbul goes to meet Klebb again. So we, you know, we got a henchman. We pick up a pretty lady to go seduce Bond. <laughs> then we get Bond in his meeting with M and flirting with Moneypenny. Where he gets his mission, they're like, okay, there's this pretty lady, and they want to give us a decoder. And they're like, it's a trap, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. Which is funny, because that's exactly what the Soviets and the uh, Spectre said they would do. Yeah. So that was pretty much intro section. Here's all of the villains and the characters. Here's the mission. And then Bond goes to Istanbul. Uh, and then he meets Karambe, who's just a nice hotel dude. Um, <laughs> He's like know. station chief there, isn't he? He's like... He works for the government. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's a hell of an ally uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of helping Bond out with the mission and stuff. He almost gets blown up. Uh, then he shows Bond his nice uh, periscope in the basement that mm-hmm. uh, spies on the Russians. And then they go over to the gypsy camp, which you I don't know why. I don't think I caught why they went there, but not. we'll get to it later. Sure, I'll explain that after. <laughs> and... Yeah, and then the Russians attack. No, the yeah, the Russians using Bulgar soldiers attack there. Yeah. And there's just a big gun scene. This is funny coming off our uh, Dr. No recap. You're sounding like how I imagined I sound trying to quickly summarize something. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm it's it's almost done kind of. It's good. So the gypsy <laughs> the gypsy camp and then they assassinate a guy coming out of a mouth in a billboard, whatever. <laughs> then then Tanya shows up. They have sex and are filmed doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they kind of communicate covertly. She gives some blueprints that match up with the consulate, basically, uh, which gives her one step of authentic- authentication. But <laughs> nowadays you need two-factor authentication, so uh, she also describes the... Lecter in you know much detail while trying to just talk about sex the whole time right right and uh the big boys club back in mi6 approves of this two form verification and uh, tells bond yeah. to go ahead with the plan yeah <laughs> yeah she she checks out yeah she's she's got the stamp of authenticity so that whole section is just leading to them stealing the actual thing and then and then they steal it so they use that basement they have to kind of explode it, and Bond gets the lector and leaves. Uh, they catch a train, and this is my favorite part of the movie. That's just, I just love train stuff. Man after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> so th- they chill on the train, but then uh, there's a Russian spy there. Or not a Russian guy. Who's that? Who are you talking about? The guy that dies at the same time Karim Bey does. Yeah, he's a... He... Works for the actual Russian government, not for Spectre. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Russian security so a Russian forces. Russian spy, and Karambe kills him or whatever and gets killed by Grant. Red Grant killed them both. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so he's dead, and then Henchman, you know, gets off the train and then gets on pretending to be Bond's backup, basically. Yeah. To help them escape. Nash. Nash, yeah. Captain Nash. So I think you mentioned this scene to me before, how Bond kind of realizes that he's not legit because he drinks red wine with fish. <laughs> yeah. Like an idiot. Uh, yeah, old man. <laughs> old man. Yeah, it's so funny, his like kind of British impression. It's over the top. <laughs> like Secret yeah. agent. Yeah. Because up until then, he was like a badass counterpart to Bond. Like he was a better secret agent. Like... I had Red Stalker Grant written down. Like he's so quick and quiet, and like eavesdrops to get the the key code and stuff. All that's so cool. And then yeah, he screws up by getting red wine. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he screws up by trying to open that suitcase, I guess. That too, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so Bond kind of, I can't really say outwits him, but because he just makes a dumb mistake, basically. Well, but he uh, he thinks to try to buy some cigarettes off him. (laughs) Yeah, which is freaking hilarious. Anyway, so he dies, Bond escapes again with the girl uh, in the flower truck. They drive a bit, he (laughs) fights a helicopter... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is frigged gets on a boat uh plays some boat mario kart fights a helicopter fights some boats <laughs> fights an old yeah. lady with a spiked shoe yeah yeah goes to the hotel fights you know kills kills the bread lady um and then they ride off in the sunset in venice down the yeah. canal see that was pretty short yeah not bad I actually wrote, Spectre sets up plot to have Russian decoder pretend to defect, offering an elusive lector, also get revenge on 007 for Dr. No. <laughs> that, well, I guess, wait, that's not the plot of the movie. That's uh, the villain's plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, yeah, not bad, man. That, that's about it. You, you hit all the key points. So what makes you love it so much then? What stands out so much? So I was because I was comparing it a lot to Goldfinger and Doctor No because this is my third Sean Connery. Yeah, uh, and that's you know this is right in between those. It's before Goldfinger and after Doctor No. Yeah, I thought it was stronger and less kind of ridiculous and cheesy than Doctor No. Mm-hmm. Right, because Doctor No had like some just really I don't know like that tank dragon situation <laughs> yeah. was a little too much and stuff like that. And Doctor No's like hand and anyway. It's a bit more grounded. Yeah, it was way more grounded. Because Goldfinger, too, you're just like, he loves gold. (laughs) And it's just a little silly. Yeah. But this one, kind of like you said, it's a little bit, like, it feels airtight in a way. Yeah. Like, it's strong. It's spy stuff. It's, I like the pacing of it. Yeah. And just the plot, the story was good. as, As crazy as it gets is, like, the grandiose of the chess match and... Uh, number one, petting his cat and shit like that makes it a little bit silly. Mm. And Kleb's spiked shoe, like other other than that, it's totally. You're right. It, it's there's no yeah. There's no robotic dragon. There's no yeah. lasers. There's no. It, it's really grounded. Just a good '60s spy flick. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah it's back to being my favorite i think of the conneries like i said i hadn't watched it in a while and last time i did it was on my birthday and i think we were having some drinks and we were talking too much through it and i found it a little slow again like i did as a kid and goldfinger is just so much fun and dr no i feel is often underrated considering it's the first and i find it's really fast paced and i always love watching it so those two have kind of bumped from rush with love in the last few years but Mm -hmm. i'm back to full-on team from Russia with love (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's just it's a it's a nicer story yeah. than the other two. Nice and simple. Yeah. How do you feel about Connery in it? Obviously, you like him. <laughs> you're you're always a pretty big Connery fan. Yeah, I like Connery. So, like, pretty much the only problem I even have with the movie in general is just how horny it is. It's a <laughs> bit too like I. That's uh, <laughs> my only problem, and I really like. Tanya. She's always been one of my favorite Bond girls. I think I just yeah. find her very seductive, maybe. It's just a boy in me. But the <laughs> the part that doesn't make a lot of sense is how she falls in love with him so quick. Like, I like mm-hmm. it better if she's still pretending and is still working for Russia. But it turns out she does just love him. And I, like, they've had one night together. And it's an otherwise movie that makes complete sense, except that part is like all the other Bond movies where he just has a magic charm that makes women fall in love with him. Well, I think when we were introduced to her, she was kind of, you know, the whole thing that uh, bread lady was yelling at her about was that she only had three lovers, right? So that she's inexperienced, a little bit green or innocent. Sure. Uh, So it makes sense to me that she would... But not like be able to keep a detached. Yeah, but to turn it, you know? to completely turn and give up Russia and to actually go to Britain with them, like to fall for him a little bit the way anybody would when they're out on a job, maybe. But to completely sell out your country, I don't know. That's that's the only problem I have with it. And I still like well, her quite a bit. She's also yeah. pretty funny. Like those moments of her by herself on the train. <laughs> yeah, like she's having a blast. Yeah, I th- I really liked her a lot. Yeah. 
but 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 Bond himself and the tone of the movie was a bit too sex focused. That's like funny. we had such long shots of the belly dancer and like even those two gypsy women fighting each other. Yeah, I was looking forward to asking you about the uh, fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is the 60s and stuff and and well, yeah, but like the gypsy with, camp and everything. With that in mind, it's his one wish is to call off the fight. Like he didn't like it. I always like pointing to that about like whenever people say how shitty, especially Connery's Bond is, like check out how he feels about those women fighting to the death in the gypsy camp. <laughs> he saves their life, well, one of their lives, and then we don't know. It, unlike in Goldfinger, it fades out as soon as they kind of come into the tent. We don't really know what they got yeah. up to. Next time we see him, one serving him tea, and the other one's sewing his <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Bond himself, I liked the quips. He was a good spy. Yeah, I yeah. like him. He was uh, really strong. Again, I don't know if it was... Yeah, in Doctor No, and a little bit in Goldfinger. They really focus on the spy stuff in these early ones. Like him going up... They do it a few times, I guess. It's recurring in this movie. But with the, the whole bit with the lighter to identify each other as agents. I like that at the airport. <laughs> I like how... It's a little bit silly, but he's just so cool and calm and casual. Like... Basically, a small battalion invades them at that gypsy camp, and he just he looks a little uh, flustered at one point, but barely. He's just slapping people left, right, and center, knocking them out, like flipping people yeah. into a pond, <laughs> shooting from the hip with a pistol. You'd think that uh, a badass agent like that would be able to tell the direction a bullet's coming from, to tell that Red Grant saved him there, like to look up on top of that wall, but whatever. <laughs> he did seem a little confused by it. Yeah, totally. Uh, I like how, uh, you know, uh, this by now, Bond in a hotel room when he gets into the room and first, he, how casually he tips a guy. Like, man, I wish I was that cool. Yeah. Just shoves I, the bill. When I his... saw that that move, that scene, I was like, Rob loves that. I can tell already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then checks all the, you know, checks the lights, checks the paintings to find the bug. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that shit. And he, yeah, he plays it so well. He's so goddamn casual. Like, it. It's no wonder he defined cool for so long, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, I thought about that with the how there's so much male gaze with, you know, the belly dancer and just the all the shots of women. But also, like, Bond is really cool and hot, right? So he's, like, the female gaze, I guess. Totally. But, and they don't shy away from that either. You're right that it's quite sexual. There's a lot of long glances at women and stuff, but there are a lot of long close-ups of his handsome smiling mug too. Yeah. And his hairy chest, like he's in a (laughs) towel walking around and stuff. What is with Connery's bonds obsession with powder blue gold, the (laughs) romper and Goldfinger, his whole suit in Dr. No, once they go to crab key and yeah, the blue towel in this one, he loves that color. Yeah. Brings out his eyes, I guess. The other thing in the hotel room, before he goes to meet Tanya, uh, did he stop the bathtub running or did he just flood that whole room? Because I'm pretty sure it was just going. He he started the tub and then heard a noise, right? And like yeah, went to investigate it. I don't think he it, stopped it. And she, well, maybe it's still going. <laughs> to this day. To this day. Yeah, he was running a bath, heard a noise, goes outside, and then she snuck in, right? Yeah. I always, you know, we've talked about this before, how quickly Bond kisses a woman just goes for it but in this i was like initially upset again not upset but like man like are women ever okay with that but in this case she did crawl into his bed uninvited naked so i think it's this time it's appropriate for him to kiss her (laughs) she she also you know sent her picture and was like (laughs) like basically let's hook up for this lector like yeah yeah it's the whole plot it's so funny what did you think of the uh the fake out in the pre-title sequence I liked that. Well, because it was one of those things where you see that and you're like, no way Bond gets caught. Like, And he also, I always liked it because he looks scared. So we got to see Connery really scared because the, whoever was playing it, well, that's actually Connery, but like the, the person wearing the mask was legit afraid. So you're like, what the hell's yeah. going on? Who's chasing him? Is this going to be one of those the movies that starts out at the end and it's going to come back to it or something. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like it, but then the silly Scooby-Doo reveal. <laughs> well, it's not worse than Kananga. No. Uh, so well, it's a little bit how 
like the the special effect doesn't work great, but I'll, it, it's sure. fine. It's it's not yeah, distracting. It's like 1963 or yeah, something. it's not right? distractingly bad. Yeah, so it's okay. Yeah. I find it's a really cool because they didn't really have a pre-title sequence in Doctor No, so this is the second one to establish this kind of thing, and it it sets the stage for like that tone kind of stays solid throughout the whole movie. Kind of, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. Dark, patient, stalking spy movie. There's a lot of mystery and intrigue in this. Yeah. They don't give it all to you. Yeah, totally. Uh, I kind of want to just start going through filling in some of those blanks for you, but. We'll get there. Uh, not much of a song to speak of. I always so when I listen to like my James Bond songs playlist, I always forget that from Russia with Love, the song is not actually in the title sequence. It's it's at the end. It's at the end, and him and Sylvia Trench are listening to it. Like when we first see Bond, when it pan, when they're like laying out, making out next to the river, when they're in mm-hmm. the boat, that's what he's listening to. You hear that song oh, start I didn't, as I didn't it like catch that. the camera pans down slowly onto them. That song is playing. Cause yeah, I wanted to say, what do you think of uh, the song breaking the fourth wall again? Like in live and let die. You have somebody actually, mm. the song is in the movie. I didn't catch it. So I, I have, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the, it's just another variation of the bond theme, right? For the title sequence. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fine. Belly dancers. Yeah. <laughs> These first two aren't great. I actually think I like Dr. Nose more than this one. I don't remember Dr. Nose, but yeah, this is just uh, projections on women. Yeah. Pretty, again, like it's just male gazy stuff. And I know that's part of the Bond thing is like beautiful women and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't really seen Peak. To me, uh, of the movies we've seen so far, well, Live and Let Dies is really good. Goldfingers, I guess. We've had some really good songs, but the title sequences with the really cool silhouettes and stuff, we haven't seen the best ones yet. I really like Casino Royale, but you probably forget that. That was your first Bond movie. Honestly, the title sequences are like the least memorable thing for me. Yeah, that's fair. Especially, yeah, we haven't seen many great ones. My, We certainly haven't seen my favorite one yet, so we don't need to spend much time on that. The... Uh, the score, though, speaking of the 007 theme, man, it is everywhere in this, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I only noticed the score when it wasn't the 007 theme. Yeah. Like, there was a few moments, like, one in the mosque was a nice musical part, yeah. and when they were escaping from the Russian consulate with the lector, there was some good... That was the same score, score as the Gypsy Raid, and it was, it's oh, okay. pretty intense. It was a thing. really cool bit of music. To me... Like with a lot of these movies, no score works just as good because there's no score with the yeah. with their little interrogation and then fight on the train. There was no score, just the slow increase in volume of the sound effects on the train to like build suspense. Mm. I also noticed with the some of the boat scene, uh, there was no score, yeah, yeah. and at that point, I was like. This is kind of relaxing. I kind of like, like, this is nice. I was so excited to talk about, yeah, that, that stunt scene. Like there's not many, there's not a lot of action in this movie, but that boat no. chase is probably 35 minutes shorter than, <laughs> than the, yeah, it's the right on. kind of boat chase. <laughs> yeah. Cause again, like watching this on my own, uh, it is a little easier to look away. And you know, when I looked away, it was when fights and stuff were happening yeah but not when it was businessman versus helicopter that's the best <laughs> you scene. i know you don't know much for old movies but that is a lot like a hitchcock movie that i always forget the name of uh, north by northwest there's a guy in a business suit being chased by a plane and it looks and i think that's from like the <laughs> late 50s it might be 59 which is just shortly before this it looks so much like that i'm sure i'm not the first person to notice it it's, it's definitely a big reference yeah and we got a nod to it in tomorrow never dies a little bit right with with the hel- they fight that helicopter there's yeah there's a few nods from this movie well the friggin train fight it, it comes back time and time again throughout the series. Yeah, because that was in Live and Let Die, right? With Yeah, and there's an amazing uh, one, Inspector. I don't know, the train comes up so many times. Not, well, this wasn't only the first one in the Bond series. It's one of the first choreographed fights. Like, if you watch old westerns, or besides, like, kung fu movies, which actually didn't get popular till after this, I don't think. But fights used to just be kind of silly. Like, they were means to an end. Or just like a circus. It was just silly and kind of unchoreographed. They're all just running around. This one was actually, they use it to make a point. 
it was a part of the storytelling to build suspense and to actually get an emotion out of you. You know what I mean? And now, I mean, we see that all the time, choreographed fight scenes, but this was one of the first ones ever done like that. And it's pretty intense. Interesting. Yeah. Like some of the, like the one in Goldfinger where he fights odd job, it doesn't work nearly as well as this one. Maybe it's because of the close quarters, but I don't know. It's, it's a classic. That fight yeah. scene. I remember you mentioning that when we did Goldfinger, cause you said like, it's easier to film a fight scene in small quarters, like yeah. the train car. There's the Bourne movies kind of ruin that. Everybody complains about those for having such zoomed in fight scenes. It's like choppy and it's so close. You can't really see what's yeah. going on, but they do that for a reason. Cause it's, it makes it more intense it's and easier. it's, you know, easier to hide that they're using stunt doubles or whatever but yeah and it can find space but far enough out that you can tell that's actually sean connery yeah 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 anything more on the score no the score wasn't really anything special besides a few moments how about the other ladies did you did you notice that I told you, I think, when we watched Dr. No, that Sylvia Trench comes back. So that's the woman who we first see in Dr. No talking mm-hmm. to Bond at the casino. Yeah. I first wrote down Hungry Girl, and then I wrote from Dr. No, and then, yeah, it's Sylvia Trench. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> like, is that one of the, like, pussy galore? Trench? Sylvia? It, it sounds dirty, but I don't know that it is. <laughs> Trench? I mean... <laughs> Trench could be slang for vagina, but... Sure, that's horrible. I don't like it. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. either. But <laughs> it sort of feels like it. Like I've never heard that as a name before. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe they were trying to predict, like, vagina slang, and <laughs> Trench didn't hit, but Pussy Galore really did. Right, right. Know? Yeah. But she's pretty great. I liked their scene. I liked... Uh, yeah. It was a little comedic. Yeah, she, like, wants to, yeah... It's been six months since you were back. Like, it looks like he just got back from Jamaica for a little while, eh? Yeah. Like, he had just been there, maybe unwound a little bit, because he he had some injuries. And, uh... Mm -hmm. Do we know where the scar is from? I was trying to remember. Uh, He didn't get shot in Dr. No, but he got... Well, it doesn't look like a shot. It looks more like a... Like a shark bite or something. He could have got stabbed there or something in the escape. Remember, he was all, like bruised and bloody and filled with smoke and all that when he escaped crab key after he blew up the remember he over he increased the radiation or whatever the temperature at the oh, that's right so could have been an injury there who knows all right fair enough him and money penny this one of my favorite yeah bond and money penny moments when he comes back out and they go cheek to cheek and oh, I've never been to Istanbul. Oh, money penny. You know, there's never been anyone else or whatever. Aww, it's yeah. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. And he writes sort of breaks the fourth wall again by writing from Russia with love on the photograph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like, that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that. I just thought it was funny when he bursts into the office. Well, he doesn't, Oh, sorry. <laughs> he doesn't Kramer it, but he, he throws sort of. his, he throws his hat and then he's like, Oh, hello. And then M's right there, like holding a (laughs) file. Yeah, yeah. Fucking grumpy M. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, uh. Wait, how about this? When they they send the recording to M and all the boys, and Bond on the recording is like, oh, you should have heard this one time. M and I were in Tokyo. I want to hear the rest. (laughs) I want to hear the rest of that story. Like, apparently, M isn't always (laughs) such a grumpy prick to Bond. I guess maybe they had a few drinks one night in Tokyo and had some fun. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 I didn't really catch that. But yeah, it was funny. They didn't. He was like, oh, money penny. You have to leave. Yeah. Man talk. (laughs) And then she just kept listening. But yeah, when he first comes in, I mean, not much better than Bond tossing his hat on that coat rack and having a little banter with the MI6 crew. Yeah, and Q. Yeah. That's that's Q's first entrance. Looking good. Yeah, he wasn't in the previous one, right? No. Q with, I think, my favorite gadget. And I'm going to... Uh, there's some debate in the Bond community world about whether or not that briefcase is a gadget, but I'll call it a gadget. And it's my favorite it's gadget. It's a gadget. Yeah. With 50 gold sovereigns, a sniper rifle... Yeah. Two throwing knives and some tear gas. It's fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He used all of it. Yeah. yeah. T- and not, ticked off all those boxes. Yeah. And not sh- reverse engineered. Like he needed it when it made sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like all in on a row, like when uh, Tomorrow Never Dies car chase. And right. he's like, oh, what didn't I use yet? Or even Goldfinger's uh, car chase. But that, yeah. I guess, was more like, what does this button do? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. No, this time he knew what he was doing and it worked, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching for that knife right at the end of the fight. It's pretty badass. Mm. And even the gold sovereigns came in. Like when that first, like, I don't, what are those worth? (laughs) They must be worth a bunch. Then, Yeah. One of these days I got to look that up because I always chuckle at that. And how he says ordinarily, open it ordinarily. Something like that. Ordinarily. Yeah, it's so funny. I, mm-hmm. I like that scene. Anytime you see Bond in M's office, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Q, Q was good. Yeah, not like too snarky or anything. No, just not yet. Nice. He hasn't developed an attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Bond hasn't broken all his shit yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're only at, well, okay. Officially, this is only the second movie. In our chronology, it's the eighth, I think. Uh, yeah. But officially, it's only the second, and M is already a cranky bastard to <laughs> Bond. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, he hasn't... He did a good job in Jamaica, all on his own, in Dr. No. And even in our chronology, he does keep saving the day. He always comes through. I don't know why they're so mean to him. <laughs> Maybe because he's just always flirting <laughs> with his secretary. Yeah. Well, that's the thing where the... Your, like, through line makes some sense with Bond himself, but doesn't add up with Q. Or M, for example, right? Because our first introduction to Q, he was like 90 years old. Right, right. Well, yeah, the age fluctuates. <laughs> Just like, yeah. well, it will when we go through the bonds too, a little bit. It's really hard to do this. This is obviously just a loose. No, I know. I know it's not a cinematic universe. So no, it's, no, it's definitely, just a definitely fun not. watch order. Especially when we get to like Skyfall, there's a new Q and a new Money Penny, and they're young as hell. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think officially, depending on who you listen to, they officially called it a reboot with Daniel Craig. And I really don't like that. I, I If we're talking honestly, apart from this little experiment we're doing, I just like to look at each one. I guess this doesn't really work in the Craig universe because they are so sequential. Like everyone is sort of a sequel to the former. But I like to look at them like old comic books or whatever like here's a movie and here's an adventure they don't necessarily have to tie into each other you'll have recurring characters and sylvia trench is back in this one you've got your felix lighter and sometimes they'll make references to former missions but i never want to uh one problem quantum has is you have to see casino royale to really get it and i don't like that in a bond movie and you should be able to watch any of them at any point you know it's nice that you say comic book because i I really like the idea of, you know how in comic books you have, like, this it's Spider-Man, but it, things can be different because it can be some other dimension of Spider-Man, right? Some parallel yeah. universe Spider-Man. That's kind of what this is because we have parallel universe bonds. They've maybe done similar missions that are referenced to, and that's why there's all these references. Yeah. Because maybe Craig does some Goldfinger situation in between, you know, Quantum and Spectre or something. Right, like, right. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this. I like to pretend that he did all of those missions. <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe it is a parallel universe, but... Well, that would explain why Daniel Craig doesn't look like Sean Connery. Yeah, there you like go. The, yeah. The timing's different. Money Penny's different. Q jumps ages. Like, you just explain all that away. It's parallel universe stuff. It's yeah, fine. yeah. It's going to get harder and harder to have that through line, I think, for some of these movies. And one of the problems with it is, like, we're doing some of these Spectre movies now, so we're about to go through a few Sean Connery's and we're not going to, we're not going to have many left. Yeah. He only like Goldfinger I'm trying to think. Cause Goldfinger is not Spectre. So oh, Goldfinger's the only Connery. Yeah. Up to Thunderball will be the next one. Goldfinger's the only one that he doesn't really deal with Spectre. Interesting. Yeah. And Roger Moore doesn't at all. So we'll go through a few of his. Anyway, that's uh that's the future's problem. Our future problem. Yeah. So uh, what the hell were we just talking about? Sylvia Trench, Money Penny. Uh, aside from Tanya and those two, it's just like the Gypsy Girls. Mm-hmm. Kareem Bay's lady. Yeah. Kareem Bay, come to come to bed, come to bed, Kareem Bay, <laughs> over and well, over again. That's kind of what I mean. Of like, even like small scenes are somehow still about sex. Right? It's true. I, like even that is like him. Like he's like, well, leave me alone, and then goes on with her kind of and then blows up almost i don't know if you remember quantum of solace when uh bond goes back to get mathis and remember mathis had been like tortured bond thought that he uh had turned so they tortured him and all that but he ended up being uh, innocent so mi6 bought him this nice resort or whatever yeah. and he had this sexy wife and 
Bond says, come with me to South America. I need your help. And he's like thinking about it. And then his lady's like, come put your hands on me. Mathis, get over here. Kind of, it reminded me of that scene. It's very similar. Yeah. Kind of interesting. I'd never noticed that before. Yeah. Maybe that's a reference. Could be. Uh, It's funny that you say that. Uh, All the sex in this movie. I didn't notice this time while I was watching it, but everything that you're saying totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bad guy, the Russian assassin coming out of the woman's mouth (laughs) but even that's kind of sexual yeah yeah like oh my gosh well and how many like women did bond sleep with this in this one because like sylvia trench um tanya obviously two gypsy women maybe we don't he maybe he just taught them a lesson that night about you know you don't need to fight over men there's plenty of men out there maybe they just played cards all night they just played some gin yeah he found out which one's good at making tea and which one's good at uh, fixing little tears in his shirts. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, they spoke the same language and just talked all, all Yeah, yeah. Didn't, no, didn't he, use he, any body language. Yeah, that's so funny. But while, while we're on about women, like, I really like Tanya. You yeah. said she's one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah she always really was. Good. But, and like, I have this memory of her always being one of my favorites, and I'm watching it this time, and I can't remember why, because to me, the biggest hole in this movie is her. Like, her love for him. I would have liked it better had she actually, you know how you thought uh, pussy galore was going back and forth. You or Heather thought that the whole time or even mm-hmm. right up to the end, like had Goldfinger actually killed bond in the plane. She would have stayed bad and worked for him. I would have sure. liked that to happen more with Tanya, like have her go back and forth a bit more. She, she just fell in love with him too quick. Well, I, I found that it wasn't clear, like even towards the end, um, she kind of hesitates and is a little unsure what to, I mean, it's a That's tense true, situation with, with Rosa Klebb, but she doesn't totally know what she's doing until she does it. Right. That's that was the impression I got. And on the train, she's still not willing to give a bunch of information about what she's really doing there. <laughs> he has yeah. to slap it out of her. <laughs> and even then, yeah, yeah. She didn't really give it up. And yeah, she's, she doesn't really commit to either way. She I just guess. kind of does the mission. Hmm. Right. And then and then decides like when she when it really comes down to it, like, do I, you know, freaking shoot Cleb or Bond? Right. Right. She made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Could you imagine Sean Connery's Bond just dies there? There's no more. And then it doesn't like. Uh, OK, but is it just that she's like, what does she do that makes us like her so much? Is she just that beautiful and funny? I mean, she smiles a lot. And I don't know. She's sort of his equal. She's a little bit like. No, not like Vesper. I, I don't know. I like her. <laughs> I, I can't put my finger on yeah. why exactly. She's not even in it that much. There's a long part where she's not in it. Like we're introduced to her really early and then until she sneaks into his bed, it's like 40 minutes or so. Yeah, that's right. But, she, you know, she's a spy with a mission and she does the mission. Like she's a strong Her mission character. was do anything this man says. That's a tough one. <laughs> oh, man, we didn't talk about that. The weird inappropriate scene with Kleb and her when Kleb gives her the mission, like touching her leg and touching her shoulder. Like she's such a predator. So I briefly looked on Wikipedia just to get like characters names and stuff. And I saw with her, she's a lesbian in the books or something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And want, yeah. So she's, I guess trying to seduce or just straight up assault (laughs) Tanya there. Yeah. Just using her power just to see whatever. It's so funny that you you see men do that in movies all the time. And now we're a bit more aware of it. Uh, and if we're really, if we're looking for it, it's creepy, but you don't notice it as much as when it's a creepy old lady. Although if it was a creepy old man, you'd notice it right away with the hand on the leg and yeah. hand on the shoulder. Like if M was doing that or something, we'd be like, ah, yeah, gross. Can you imagine Judy Dench's M doing it to bond? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I haven't, is it skyfall or something? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I mean, what have you seen? So you've seen her BM three times. I think she did eight. Yeah, she did eight. Yeah, because she was for Brazi too, right? Yeah, yeah. And a little bit Inspector. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, we had Bond do the butt slap a few times, right? Mm-hmm. The butt slap isn't... When it's so long, dank man talk and like to escort a woman out of her room, that's a bad butt slap. You can do yeah. an affectionate tap of the ass. Yeah, with, with Tanya, yeah, she was, like, really into it. Exactly, yeah. There, it's not always egregious, it, but it absolutely can be. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think 
Bond was horny, but he wasn't like, I don't know. He wasn't an awful And responding guy to her stuff. overt horniness. Yeah. She, she was coming yeah. on strong. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, that was her mission. I guess. Well, was it her? No. Oh, it was a red grants lady. Um, when he was all oiled up, sun tanning, when Cleb oh, first yeah. came and she, she stripped down sixties bras are hilarious. It's funny in my little like outfits section on the sheet yeah. to follow along. I barely wrote down any outfits. They didn't really stand out besides bonds towel and that bra, the Marilyn Monroe, like point your boobs straight in the air bra. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that too. It's so funny. What a, what a different look. I liked that scene though. When she uh, punches him in the ribs with her brass yeah, He knuckles. just comes over like oiled up in like a, like a tiny tea towel. Yeah. Like, he, he, she just punches him with brass knucks. Yeah. It's wow. awesome. Yeah. So aggressive. Totally. Uh, with outfits though, you're right. There's like not like Bond just looks good in a suit. It's I wrote gray suits. Cap. Yeah. He wears like a little sailor's is, hat when he does totally. the boat stuff. Yeah. You know, his, his background is he was in the Navy, right? So get me the charts yeah, you mentioned and, that. and give me my captain's hat. I love that. <laughs> Other than that, it, yeah, there's not much. Or maybe I just wasn't looking for it this time. Normally, like, well, as you've seen, I focus on the outfits so much. And yeah, I didn't really, no. like all, like you said, all of his suits, he always looks good. Yeah. But none of them really stood out. We did have Tanya had a suitcase full of a wardrobe. So right. That was she always something. looked damn good. Everything she was yeah. wearing. Yeah, I love that. Good. Oh, when he brings the dress out on the train, that's a good scene. Mm-hmm. And he he makes it like a magic trick. Yeah, yeah. Very suave. Oh, Such man. a cool guy. <laughs> He's so cool. That, like you said, the whole train sequence. Like I, Well, I, I also love um, much of Istanbul. When we first meet her and she's walking through the streets, you know how much I love shooting on location. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of on location in Istanbul, outside yeah, on the street yeah. stuff. That's so cool. And inside that mosque, it's so, it's just so neat. And unlike anything, yeah. any other movie that you could see back then, like where it's all inside. Or I did like, uh, related to that, that there wasn't like an unnecessary amount of locations. Like they were in Istanbul and then they took the train which yeah, which was at Pinewood Studios. Like the all the stuff yeah. on the train was inside, obviously. Well, Except, yeah, obviously. But and even yeah. when they were supposedly in, where did they get off the train again? In Yugoslavia, is that right? Something something like that, yeah. That was clearly shot like outside of London somewhere. I think like or yeah, in Scotland, yeah, like like yeah, where that helicopter British. was flying around, where he shot that down. Yeah, that could have been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't much exactly. of a travel log, this one. Which I kind of like, because when we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on, it's usually like, okay, why were they in Africa? And yeah, like, yeah. then they're somewhere else, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, The Living Daylights, right? Where we're yeah. like, this is like five movies. Like, what's going on? Yeah, this definitely doesn't suffer from that. It's very quick. Get your mission in London. Then you're in Istanbul. Then you're on a train. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, very, I really very like easy. That. Yeah, me too. What else in Istanbul? I guess there was a lot of interiors there. The so you think Kareem Bey was just a hotel guy? He he worked for the government. He's a MI6 contact. Like he he had that. Oh, yeah. uh, what do you call it? What's the the periscope thing installed yeah. underneath the Russian consulate? They went down and took that cool little tunnel that Constantine had built. All that yeah. stuff was cool in like the catacombs underneath. That was really neat. Um, yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to devalue him. I just didn't. It was one of those things I didn't catch and then I just didn't question it. You know, I'm like, whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter. I often forget about him when I'm thinking of like Bond allies, mentors, like that character or that role that's in so many of these movies. He's a good one. He's so funny. He's just jolly. Yeah. And uh, I liked his son. He was funny. He was only in a couple scenes, but that was funny. Like, I was actually sad. He had many sons, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The son that picked Bond up at the airport and the son that he met at that train station. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's like, like with Mathis when he died, that sucked. But like when, uh, yeah. when Coral died and Dr. No, it's a bummer, but it's so quick and out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of just his helper. There was that <laughs> racist element there that it, it just didn't have as much of an impact when, when uh, Kareem Bay dies, it's, it's a bummer in this one. And then he talks yeah. to his son right away, right after. Yeah. And like, yeah, it gives him his, what was that object he had? It was a cigarette holder, right? Because he always had it in his mouth. I think it was one of those silly cigarette holder things. 
Yeah. Hmm. Do you want to try to fill any of those? I think your summary was pretty good. It, it just seems so complicated for me when I was a kid or young adult. Like, yeah. who everybody was who was fighting in Istanbul yeah. and why. But it's just as simple as Red Grant killed a Russian security agent and left him outside of the Russian consulate in that car, which was totally a badass scene where he just pulled up with the corpse in the back, That's walks right, out, yeah. and then hopped into the cab and took off to frame the British. Then the Russians responded, thinking it was the British, by blowing up Kareem Bay, and then it came to a head at the gypsy camp. They were hiding out outside of Istanbul at the gypsy camp and then had a big fight there. Like all those people were just official Russian and British people fighting, thinking oh, that, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all there is to it. It was really yeah. Red Grant doing all this again, Spectre trying to get those two fighting so they can accomplish their own gains kind of thing. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't really catch, like, I kind of figured that the Russian, the official Russian government was there or whatever doing their stuff. Well, that, that guy who, when they were looking at the periscope, I didn't catch his name. The guy with the mustache. He said, make sure you see him or he finds killing a pleasure or whatever. The guy that killed coming out of the mouth. He was just a Russian assassin. Like he worked for the government. He was there to help the Russians figure out why their people were being killed, which was actually Red Grant killing those. He killed that guy in the mosque Mm -hmm. as well. The other Russian agent. And (laughs) yeah, that part's a little weird with Bond. He's like, all these people keep dying. Somebody saved me at the gypsy camp. Somebody murdered a guy at the uh, mosque right before I could. And he's just like, well, apparently we have friends in Istanbul. Like he doesn't <laughs> seem that bothered by it. No. Like he, he should have been. He goes with it. Yeah. Yeah. He really should have been on to Red Grant sooner. You know how, when we watched uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, I said Stamper is a nod sort of to the best hench person ever. It's this guy. Do you remember Stamper? Oh, the big, okay. tall, yeah. white haired dude. Yeah, he's he's like a slightly modern Red Grant. He's yeah, he's my favorite henchman, I think. Well, with this like he's the henchman, but he's also kind of the main villain because we the, the <laughs> oh, villain yeah. here is just like a cat, which I love. Right. I well, love I, I actually wrote that uh Kleb Kronstein, like the guy who developed the plan, uh number 1 before we know his real name. Like who's the actual villain yeah. in this? Kleb maybe? Kind of. Or is it number 1? I, I don't I I definitely put Red Grant in the hench person category. Yeah, you yeah. know he he's on the ground. He's getting in the fights. He's accomplishing like similar to a guy in the Living Daylights, uh, Necros. Yeah, like he's the man yeah. on the ground getting his hands dirty, that, doing that's, all the actual stuff. Yeah, yeah doing yeah. the work. He's, and yeah, he actually has the line. I'm just following orders, or that's my orders. So that's not a villain. Mm-hmm. That's a hench that's person. Right. Yeah. No, I think one is the villain because he's the one in charge but he doesn't like not like goldfinger where we got it was all about goldfinger right yeah like this time we just get we get two scenes with number one and i just love his cat (laughs) man and we get the first time i don't know if this was the first one of the movies we've watched but it comes up a lot uh the big fake out with who he's gonna kill like this The villains often, you think they're about to kill the person who's really responsible, but then murder another one. It happens a fair amount in the Bond movies when he almost kills Kleb, but then kills Kronstein. Yeah, Yeah. because you got to teach the the other one a lesson, right? By killing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that (laughs) that looks so awkward. It would have been so much cooler had he like had the guy who like crept up on them. Had he? I know they needed to introduce the knife boot. But he should have yeah. just slit his throat or something because that awkward little kick—it <laughs> looks so silly. Yeah. He he was yeah. he had a really cool death. Like he slowly fell, poisoned in twelve seconds or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The the kick just looks so silly. Like I'm gonna kick you in the calf and watch you die slow. And, and then it's so funny with Rosa Klebb because she is trying to you know do the same thing to Bond. But he just has a chair. And like a, she's like, like a no, lion. my mortal enemy. <laughs> yeah, like a lion a tamer. <laughs> yeah, it's like rock, paper, scissors, and she has, you know, rock, and he's like, I have paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that was really funny. That is an awkward end of the movie. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. I don't think I was done with Red Grant. This is a bit of a nod to him and, like, the direction of the movie. When Bond gets off the train to meet Nash, I think it's to meet Nash. 
No, it's the no, it's when he talks to Cream Bay's son. And Red Grant is in the background on the train just watching him. Do you know do you remember the scene I mean? And Bond is walking along the train and Red Grant's just sort of stalking him. You can see him in the window and it's it's a tracking shot. And then he like sneaks up to hear the code word at one point. That's just so cool. Like there's and then when Grant gets off the train and kills Nash, we don't hear any of it. But since we've seen the cigarette keyword thing twice the director trusts the audience to know what's going on red grant hops off first meets a guy who looks like an agent just sort of hands a cigarette and all we hear is sound effects of trains and they go into the bathroom then he comes out with his briefcase goes up to bond does the same interaction then they get back on the train with no dialogue it's a really cool Mm. spy moment and uh like not holding the audience's hand at all it's a really cool scene yeah, yeah, I did like that. And then, yeah, we didn't hear Red Grant talk all movie. And then he just bursts out this ridiculous, poshy <laughs> British accent. Oh, old man. Oh, old man. Mm. Cheers, old boy. Because <laughs> he's not a British guy, right? Because even when they're like, it's revealed that he's not a British agent, he still has like a British accent, yeah, right? I, I, yeah, I forget where he's from. I think it said that when... Uh, when Cleb goes down and recruits him off Spectre Island there, I think they said where he was from, but I don't remember. Yeah, I can try and find it very quickly. Yeah, Connery looked, uh, Bond looked a little afraid there when he was on his knees. Like, can we pay you off? We'll pay you double. Nah, don't want that. Don't trust you. Uh-huh. Uh, how about a cigarette? Nope, no cigarette. I'll buy it. Hmm. All right. I mean, I'll take some money. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. And that whole dinner scene is great. Although the one problem with that dinner scene on the train is it's so obvious. And I guess mm-hmm. Bond did notice, but it's clumsy when he puts the pill in her drink. Like yeah, you can yeah, actually see the pill smooth. floating. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, so I joked about it a bit, but Rosa Kleb comes from the phrase like bread and roses, which is some Russian feminism phrase i think it was really uh for women's rights yeah so it was used for women's rights and then it was used for labor unions bread and roses interesting what do you think of her i wish there were more i always classified her as the villain in this movie and i wish there were more female villains she's pretty good she is yeah i really like her character She's an awkward-ass fighter. She's wearing that stupid wig and yeah. trying to kick him. But otherwise, she's pretty cool. No, yeah, she's she does really well. Shoot, what's her name? Irma Boont. There's a, she's sort of a hench person in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, a character that's quite a bit like her. Yeah, I'm excited for you to watch. Uh, oh, never mind, I don't want to. It's a spoiler, so I can't tell you. There's <laughs> another movie where there's a female villain, but it's a bit of a twist, so I shouldn't tell you which one it is. But there should be more. Anything, uh, any big sets or I guess we sort of talked about the locations uh, and I always love all the exterior stuff. The main, the coolest set that I saw was the first one, the friggin' chess, the yeah. giant chess scoreboard and that huge room yeah. where he was playing chess. I like I like the old school 60s special, sort of special effects camera tricks when they're on number one's boat. They just sort of bob the camera up and down to give you the feeling that they're on a boat. It actually yeah. kind of works because it gives you like motion sickness right before they, yeah. uh, you know, before they almost kill Cleb but kill Kronstein. That scene, the camera's like, I bob. noticed that. Yeah. 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 It's like going left and right, like, you know, yeah, yeah. as if the waves are going. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty neat. That works well. The, um, it's not really like a set thing, but when, when he first arrives in Istanbul and talks to Karen Bey, and they get like Turkish coffee. I thought that was really nice because he brought it out on the, the tray that you can like swing around and stuff. Yeah, totally. That was really good. There's a bit, yeah, there were two coffee scenes there. <laughs> when he ordered his, so there's that coffee scene at Karen Bay's office. And then when he's getting uh, room service, what the hell does he get? Uh, green figs, yogurt, and coffee. Very black. Very black. Very black. <laughs> As if you can get blacker than black coffee. <laughs> Just three extra scoops of coffee. (laughs) Adam is a bit of a barista, so. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Don't be humble. (laughs) You 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 know your coffee. I knew you that you would like that. Yeah, it's a thing I'm into. You know how when you said uh, when Bond's in the hotel room, Rob will like that. When he ordered his coffee, I was like, Adam's gonna chuckle at that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Good, good. Any other thoughts, my friend? So this one, you think this is your favorite, eh? I feel like we're forgetting something. Yeah, this is a... It's, it's hard a to... solid one. It is. It's a... It's another one of those ones like Casino Royale, uh, Skyfalls like this that you could recommend to people mm-hmm. as like a one. You don't need to know Bond. It's it's not and it's no. not embarrassing. It's not filled with horrible quips or yeah. you know like stuff that like you silly own. gimmicky stuff that's like the gadgets you know. aren't out of control. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to. There's no Felix. This is one of the first ones with no Felix. There's not a bunch of characters that you need to have seen the other ones or know the formula to get it. Mm-hmm. Just a good old spy flick. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked a lot about like Live and Let Die. I was like falling asleep. Wasn't like the right day for me. Today, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel, but it turned out like it was great. Like I was in the right headspace for it. I think That's that awesome. was good. Unfortunately, I was sort of thinking the same, like how much easier like I, I don't like doing it this way, but how easy yeah. <laughs> this remote podcasting so is. Easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No driving around, no setting up, no you know. Damn. And like when when buds get together to watch a movie, we're gonna have snacks, we're gonna have drinks. That requires more chores. Like we just this is easy. We open yeah. our computer and away we go. <laughs> like yeah, it's probably a like, couple hours shorter all around. Yeah, and just takes less energy, right? I'm sure all the audience wants to hear all this, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't hate it. We can keep going. It'll be interesting to try to have a guest on doing this, but yeah. we have a few that want to come on. I've got like five people that want to do one. Five people? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. so I got to figure out which ones will be best, but we yeah. probably will have guests coming up. I, uh, yeah, I, I know I'm going to be mad at myself for not thinking, like I'm going to think of something right as soon as we're done because I love this movie, but uh, we can always bring it up next week. That's true. And if you all have anything to say, anything to add, anything to correct or whatever, mm-hmm. join our conversation. 007 Bon Voyage on Twitter or Instagram or at gmail.com. Join in. Yell at us. Yeah. Tell, or compliment tell us, us. We're stupid. Ooh, you know. We did get our first rating. We have had one on Apple Podcasts. We were <laughs> so more of that, please. Let's let's uh, get some listeners. Get a conversation going. Yeah. If you like it, you know, yeah, leave a rating. I've heard that's good for algorithms or something yeah that's what i hear (laughs) we're so professional yeah Yeah, episode eight we should know what we're doing right anything else buddy i think that's it i i don't think i can keep calling you first time traveler you're like you're now at least novice yeah you're 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 past beginner you're this is eight man you're a third through the released movies probably like i'm not a casual bond viewer anymore no not at all You've seen certainly more of the old ones than your average Joe on the street. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. (laughs) Thanks for taking me with you. (laughs) All right. So long, everybody. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.